This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So that was great to uh, to have uh, Des come on. So the last we're going to bring on Hoops and we're going to bring on uh, Jason Guy and then the last session will be Jack, Josh and Chris from Wolf Life. And I'm going to just change the graphic so it looks nice. There we go. That looks so much better. Guys, hi, Jason. Great to have you back on. Hoops, making your debut. Thanks for waiting so patiently. How are we both feeling? I'll let Hoops go first. (laughs) (laughs) No, good. Good good to join you, gents. No, feeling good. Um, Just echoing how everybody's feeling after a a win and a goal. Um, So, really good. It's, it's It's a nice feeling that you know, I know we've got another game coming up that we can perhaps enjoy this one for a couple of days. And I'll tell you the one good thing, when Jason comes on, it's always like we don't know what we're going to get because he's got so many uh, tops. And like uh, Chris has just said, Chris Humphries is one of our members, uh, said that's a top shirt, one of your favourites, Jason. Yeah, I brought this actually from the club shop the other day, so it's only a remake. But yeah, it's one of mine too, because when I was growing up, first game in 89, so I think this was one of my second or third football shirts. So yeah, fond memories of Wolves playing in this kit. Fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to ask you both uh, for your opinions. Um, We'll go with you first, Hoops, on uh, the news about potential about Nuno Espirito Santo. And I will... um, talk about the, the in a second on this particular section, the, the conversation that I had with someone close to Nuno uh, and also the Michael Beale link. What, what are your thoughts on, on both of those, mate? I think on the first one with Nuno, I think I'm really at a point where I guess similar to a lot of fans, a lot of mixed feelings. You know, it's a, it's a kind of a heart and head conflict. Um, I think it's not a great look from a board perspective, to make the decision for Nuno to move on, spend £100 million in the process, and then go back to, to square one effectively. Um, and, you know, 
everybody listening is fully aware of what Nuno gave us, you know, incredible, you know, in terms of what he achieved. Um, and it went stale and I think it was the right time to move on. So I've got real mixed feelings. I think for me, ultimately, what I want to see from, from the board is, and what we haven't seen, is is a more um, proactive board uh, as opposed to, to reactive. Um, you know, I feel as if, yes, a lot was, was pinned on Lopetegui coming in. But ultimately, with, with the Bruno situation, it hadn't been good for a while. And also, even if things are going well, you always need to think, well, who may be available because, say, Bruno was doing well, so another club may come in. Or conversely, in what happened with Bruno, things aren't going well, but it feels like we're scrambling around. And I would just like to think that, as well as from a player recruitment uh, perspective, from a manager recruitment perspective, that work, that net is being widened as, as much as possible, that it's not a case of, well, George, what do you think? Um, so, so that's my my go. I wouldn't be wholly against Nuno coming back because what you're going to get is a pragmatic manager. He will steady the ship, um, and he'll make us difficult to beat. And ultimately, you know, we may see a, a refreshed Nuno, which which he certainly wasn't. He looked a, a pale figure himself in those last days. So. I know it sounds on the fence, but I, I, I'm 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 a little bit mixed emotions. I just hope we get the right man, and I hope that the board are ballsy enough to make an independent decision. Look at British coaches and look at people outside of the the Mendes bubble. Um, and then in terms of Beal, I think his Wikipedia page has probably got a hammering over the weekend. I don't profess to know a lot about the guy other than what I've seen. You know, he's a highly regarded young coach, um, through, you know, coaching at Liverpool, um, then went on to Santos, I believe, um, then on to, to, to Rangers. So he's highly regarded. I believe he's fluent in Portuguese as well, which is obviously a tick box, probably from his time at Santos. So I like the idea we're looking at a manager like him because he doesn't seem a typical Wolves fit, if that makes sense. And he looks at someone perhaps, you know, Brighton would have looked at maybe. So um, I'm, in, I'm encouraged with it. Um, I just hope that, as I say, we get a good, good couple of results come in and it buys us the time to, to make the right decision and that we're looking at all options and not those that we're being handed to, if that makes sense. That's fun. Yeah, no, there's some great points that you make there, mate. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, your thoughts, I mean, on the... The Nuno and uh, and uh, Beal thought on well, where do you sit on it? Well, for my sins, obviously, I put the tweet out about Nuno, and I, I was in support of it. <laughs> um, listen, as Hoop said, I echo exactly what Hoop says. Nuno gave us some great times. Um, the board for me, listen, we've got 100% shareholders in Fosen, haven't we? And, you know, Guang Chang making the decisions. But there's a massive, massive influence for Mendes, huge influence. There was no contingency when they, when they got rid of Large. Now, they should have got rid of Bruno Large at the end of last season. We was in a poor run of form then. It's gone into this season and they've let him loose with 100 million quid. Now, either they, you know, it, I just can't believe they've given that much money thinking in the background that he's he the right man for the job because clearly that he wasn't. Then they've sacked him with absolutely zero contingency. 
not a clue who they're going to bring in. And that's because Lopetegui, who they've probably pinned their hopes on, Mendes might have been doing a bit of digging in the background, but there's no one in place. And we've been having all these names bandied to us. Michael Bill, do I know enough about him to make an informed decision and judgment? No, I don't. So I'm not going to sit here and go, you know, the, the lack of experience is a concern for me. The, the boxes that get ticked for Nuno is that when he was relieved of his duties, um, listen, he got judged during lockdown for me, and I said that was pretty indefensible. Yes, people say, of course, it was the same for every club. I understand that, but I think when Wolf supporters say that, they're actually um, doing themselves a, a, you know, a great injustice because we really was the, the 12th man during those European seasons. That last season was very, very difficult to judge by any stretch. Well, Liverpool won the league, so it must have been. But realistically, um, I, I, I'd like to know now, Mac. Make no mistakes, we're in a relegation battle, Dave. We are. You know, yes, it's a brilliant feeling to win. We have just beat the worst side that I've seen at Molyneux in three years. That was a poor Nottingham Forest side. It was a poor team. It's a team that's been chucked together. And we are realistically scraping a 1-0 win by a penalty. So we can't gloss over it too much. We're in for a tough time. So, for me, I think we need stability. And if there's a man who can pull us up by the scruff of our neck, we had a great atmosphere at Monu the weekend. If there's someone who can bring that back, for me, it, it's, it's got to be Nuno. I think you make an absolute great case. All of those, all of those uh, cases and what you say, I think a lot of Wolves fans get that in the fact. I mean, I'm going to now give a little bit of insight uh, I had a conversation last week with someone who knows Nuno very, very, very well, still very close to Nuno. And um, basically, this person who I had a proper chat with when all the Nuno speculation was coming out, basically said Nuno rang him 11 o'clock on Thursday evening and uh, said he wants to come home. He was asking about, is his old house Still there because he'd want to come back to there. He can so, live here with me, Dave. I'm good with that, mate. Yeah, you've got the space probably as well, haven't you? <laughs> and um, and he, he, so noon from Nuno's side of it, from what I'm getting, he, he desperately wants to come back uh, to Wolves. He feels like he's got unfinished business. Um, obviously, Mendes has sent his right hand man across uh, to talk to him. He did say that the sticking point was the Saudis because he's three months into a two-year contract, which he's probably going to be paid really, really well. Also had a little bit of insight on the actual, um, from what I was told, and this is what I was told, what, what happened and why uh, Nuno left in the first place. I was told it wasn't footballing reasons. Um, there was a massive, massive bust-up between Nuno and Jeff Shee. Uh, two together. Basically, Nuno, uh, Nuno was getting more and more frustrated, wanted the investment to take Wolves to the next level. Jeff was obviously being... This is only what's been allegedly said. Yeah. I will, 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 will point that out. I'm not saying this is a matter of fact, but it's... I'm just recording this, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it back on YouTube and listen to it on the podcast anyway. Okay. Um, but, like... It was basically said that there's a, a over a period of time there was a lot of bumping of friction that was building and there was a big bust up. Nuno basically said, "Well, I might as well not bother then," and Jeff says, "Well, that's right, you might as well go," and that's what happened, and which is why it was sudden. Um, and it wasn't footballing reasons. And uh, apparently there was a similar situation that happened 
um, during the, this transfer window, apart from those other people about to say, calm down. And that's when they started spending the money just after. And there's been Mendes and stuff like that has been the go between trying to build the bridges. But he said it was, but he was said it wasn't footballing reasons. It was disagreements over transfers and yeah. back, and backing up the squad to take Wolves to the next level. And that's what happened. So this is why Nuno wants to come back. I think the bridges have been built that, and back up to a point in regards to that. And which is why I'm guessing there's conversations going on. Whether or not it will be Nuno or not, there's definitely been some conversations that have been going on. But it appears that Wolves are also looking at other options as well. But like coming back to what you both said, the, what the disappointing thing for me, is, and we talked about this on the podcast at your house, where we thought he's going to go. They're going to have a plan. They've had, they've got they've got backups to backups. Most Premier League teams you'd expect would have, and Wolves seem yeah. to have had one option, Lopetegui, and and then it's like they're throwing well, like with, thing, and that's worrying. With Lopetegui, Dave, um, my thought there is yes, his dad's the old family first and all that, and I get that and understand it completely. However. Um, for, I don't think it was. It, it, why is he going to go for an interview with Jeff Shee? Why didn't he just sound the phone? My dad's not very well. I can't do it. Right. I he's, he's probably heard something he doesn't want to hear. He's probably told there's no money in January. Probably told Nevers might be going. Listen, we don't know. Um, and if you know, if he has rejected it on that basis as well, we can't keep holding out for him. I mean, they call us a desperate ex by going for Nuno. Flipping at desperate ex every flipping time we sack a manager, we're going for Lopetegui. You know. There's nothing more desperate than that. Listen, um, Steve Davis yesterday, I, I thought he you know, did really well. Got us a, our first home win, like I said. We, we played Nottingham Forest to poor side. But if we're going to be linked with this many managers and not really have a clue who we're going for, um, we might as well stick with, with Steve Davis. And I use the term with Nuno, better the devil, you know. And I think at least we know exactly what we're going to get with Nuno. He's not the unknown. And, and, and for me, he just seems the logical choice. Uh, Hoops, your thoughts on that before we move on to the game? Yeah, I, I, I take the point, and I think from from a Nuno perspective, Dave, in terms of his um, willingness to come back, he wants to restore his reputation. Ultimately, you know, he wants to restore his reputation in in Europe. You know, he's still a relatively young manager, so he's not going to spend the rest of his managerial time, you know, in in Saudi. He wants to get back in in into Europe. You know, Tottenham was a big move for him. It didn't work out. It didn't work out at the end. So he wants to restore that reputation. So I can see why he would be interested. Absolutely. But I'm still a little bit unsure. Um, I, I'm, I'm, confl I'm conflicted. But as I say, my, my only thing is, and, and, it, and I think Jason touched on it, is I, I'm, I'm more frustrated with the lack of foresight and the lack of, of, of planning, you know, I don't buy into being unlucky with the Lapetegui thing. It, and as to your point, Dave, you research managers, you know, you have these conversations. How would they fit in? Are they interested? Have they got the appetite? And and now it just feels, because that because we're obviously on the, the preface of it, we don't know the inner circle of the boardroom. It just feels like we're scrambling around. So uh, let's wait and see. If he comes back, I'll be absolutely behind him. You know, Jason took a, a lot of unwanted stick on Twitter about it, and, I, and we were talking about it before the the game. A absolute Can nonsense. You give me loud hoops. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> no, I did. I didn't. There was a lot of people, you know, um, 
kind of rooting for you because I could go on a rant and we haven't got time for that of these. No, you, know, you can go on a rant. Seriously. But these, you know, these kids with the profile pictures giving people like Jace a bit of stick for an opinion. At the end of the day, most of the people that I surround myself with probably don't agree with me on a lot of things, but that's 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 life. You know, they might not agree with me in terms of music, politics, whatever, football. It's all an opinion, isn't it? And we're making an assumption. And there's absolutely a rationale for Nuno coming back. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Of course, there's a rationale for it. Um, and I can completely understand that. But I think there are too many people who just kind of take an opinion, which probably isn't their own, but it feels like the cool thing to do is slag off Nuno. Well, yeah. You've got, to, you've got to be a bit more objective about it, ultimately. Well, that, that, that's the thing when it comes to, to social, isn't it? You can have a disagreement, but you can, be, you can have an argument and a debate, and this is what we're doing tonight in a proper way. You yeah. don't have to be derogatory to someone who just has a different opinion. But to be honest, Jason, to those that are obviously, you know, 75% of the fan base are, are, are a yes or open to new no comment. So that's three out of four were yeah. on my Twitter poll. I know it was only 900 people. That's a good vox pop of people. Well, the other 25% clearly follow me. <laughs> but also, I think it's, sorry, Dad, I think it's an oh, indication hey. that, you know, social media is only a part of the fan base, although it doesn't cool. feel like it at times. You know, yeah. I, I was talking True. to people before the game and overwhelmingly they were pro Nuno, you know, and these are people that are on socials, but they don't comment, you know, for whatever reason. So... Um, I just think to, to a point made, I think, earlier on in, in the show, the, the concern is, is he going to get that fresh slate and that benefit of the doubt because of what went on towards the end of his tenure? Probably well, not, but if he wins two or three games on the spin or gets off to a good start, all is forgiven. Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're all as fickle as the last man he played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing we'll start to hear some more news this week. There's def- obviously, we know Steve Dave, Steve Davis, excuse me, is taking the uh, the the uh, the Crystal Palace game at the weekend, and then you might be. I mean, they're taking it one game at a time. Before you know, it, we're going to be at the World Cup anyway, and then they'll be like, you know, so it's almost like they're sort of like seeing how it goes a game at a time, but. You know, would you stick with Steve Davis um, if he gets four points out the next thing to the World Cup, or do you think they desperately need to make the change now? What's the most important thing? I'll let you answer that one, Oops. I know it's not. It's not an easy one, is it? I, look, uh, if he if he gets six points, great. But we need that new man in, don't we? And I think the, the sooner we have him in, then then, then the better. Um, yes, you could say there's not an immediate rush because of the points, but ultimately, that new uh, that new appointment needs time, and, and he may need time, you know, on that reset to to, to form a plan. And, and, and January will soon be on the horizon. You know, we don't know what budget is there, so I think so, soon is the best. We're going to have to get another striker, and we're going to have to get another defender, and probably another proper fullback as well. The other thing is with interim managers. What exactly have they got to play for? You know, if they know, for example, if an interim manager knows Lopetegui is coming in in January or at the end of the season and it's a done deal, what have they, what have they got to play for? You know, I understand that, yes, their career, etc. 
But I just think we need the right person. We need that right person as soon as possible. I don't believe an interim manager is the way forward in any way, shape or form. A couple of people have said, oh, give it to, give it now now till the end of the season. He's not going to leave a, a two, three, four-year contract in Saudi Arabia and come to Wolves till the end of the season, is he? Of course he isn't. You, you, no, you're right. It, 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 the, the stakes aren't as high, are they, ultimately? You know, no. it's like if, if, if in your world, like recruitment, if you do a job and you're doing it for a temporary period, for example... You know, you're not as as vested, are you? So yeah. uh, you've got to make a long term plan, and and we have yeah. we've been guilty of not doing that. So yeah. Well, well, that, this will all come out in the wash this week. So uh, watch this, but we'll keep an eye on it, obviously, and see what happens. There's always news and speculation happening every single day. We've got a game again on Tuesday, but let's go look back at the uh, the game at the weekend. Uh, obviously, we all saw the Forest tweet that came out, and we're all as Wolves fans going you know, put it up in the dressing room. I thought we came out the blocks with a bit of fire. I thought we played with a bit more passion as a team. I, I know the quality, you know, wasn't, you know, we've still got concerns, but like I thought that the general effort and level of performance in terms of what they were trying to achieve was was better. But the, in the end of the day, we scraped a 1-0 uh, win. Jason, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think obviously I was pretty clear in my points earlier and as much as the opposition was very poor. You know, we're not going to play a poorer side at home this season, in my opinion. Um, yes, we're low on confidence as well. Um, you could see the confidence growing, actually, throughout the game until we scored the goal. And then we obviously was then defending the lead, which I didn't think personally we needed to do against Nottingham Forest. You know, and then, listen, it could have been a banana skin with their penalty. And all of a sudden, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card because they miss it. Great save by Syria, who's only got one arm at the moment. Um, clearly, that's all he needs. Uh, yeah, but for me, the opposition was very poor. There's one part of the match which stuck in my head, which was, uh, I put it on Twitter as well, Diego Costa. It was the second half. Ain't Nori for me. was very, very good yesterday. You know, we all know that his strength is more attacking than defending. And I think moving forward and going forward, I always think he looks a real threat. He can beat players, bring other players into play. Um, and he went bombing down the wing. And then Costa, with his back to play, so he's, a he's actually got his back to Ain't Nori. And he's, he's given instructions, uh, I think it was to Nunes, um, with, with his back to play. And then he still found himself space in a position ready ready for the cross. And I just think experience like that is absolutely invaluable. Is Costa going to score us 20, 25 goals this season? I hope he does, but he ain't going to. That's the reality behind it. But if he can if he can bring other players into play like that and, and make the movement he does and bring that experience and that shithousery when he's giving the goalkeeper, the ball back, which, you know, the, the forest keeper wasted in his own time. If he can bring that, that's going to bring us so many points this season anyway. So that was a really, really pivotal moment for me. Um, at your moment of the day. Yeah, that was my moment of the day. On the whole, like I said, it, it, it was better than we've been watching. It, it, you know, it was. Um, but, you know, even Troy got a decent crossing, didn't he? <laughs> Which yeah. is pleasing to see. Now, one advantage by having Nuno back would we'd probably see the best of Traore again. But is he going in January? You know, with his contract winding down. So, but yeah, for me, um, I think we deserve the one 0 win. But that's all we really did deserve. And what about your performance rating and your man of the match? Before we get on to hoops, uh, man of the match for me, it's either a toss up between Jose Sar for saving the penalty, or, or, or you know, I might get. You know, a few people not agreeing. Ryan ain't Nori. I just thought he was very good. Um, 
Gomez, someone just mentioned credit to Totti, uh, I, I thought Gomez was, was good in, in, in patches, but there was a couple of moments where he looked First like... Off, nervous. Yeah, looked like there was a mistake in him. I don't like to see that in a player, but he's also being chucked under the bus a little bit by Bruno in that, that Bruno was evident that he hadn't got confidence in him and that he's going to obviously transgress. Um, uh, Joe Hodge and uh, Hugo Bueno look fantastic when they come on as well. And I, that was great to see two young players uh, coming on. But yeah, seven out of ten. And man of the match for me, I'm going to give it to uh, Ryan Aitnori. Fantastic, mate. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Some good points there. It was good that Steve Hodge, like Steve Davis, did play some of the younger ones and giving them a bit of a, a go. And they didn't let us down, did they, Hoops? No. No, I mean, I watched quite a bit of the under-23s last season and, and there is some real talent there. Uh, you know, Campbell, Bueno and Hodge, there are some real decent players. And ultimately, and what you find, and we've all seen this over the years, when the team isn't performing, that's their opportunity. You know, and when, when they can't be loaned out, they've, they've got a chance. So I think, yeah, absolutely positive to seeing those, those young players come through. And obviously, they've got a relationship with, with the current manager. And moving on to the game, yeah, Forest were awful. You know, I, I said in the week when I watched the Villa game against them, it was a terrible game. And I know we've seen some awful games recently, but they're, they are a shocking side. However, I think to your earlier point, uh, Dave, the tempo was there, wasn't it? The intensity was there. You know, that first 30, 40 minutes, there seemed like a real drive and that we were going to try and, you know, dictate the game. So. I think ultimately it's a win. It's it's a relief. I think there are some positive signs there. Um, dare I say it, we've got some fixtures where we can get some serious points over the next couple of uh, games and, and things may look a little bit differently. So, accepting the opponents weren't great, there are some, there are some positives there. Um, I think we didn't seem to know how to manage the game, which I think was Jason's point earlier when we won the look because we've probably not been used to it for a little while and there was yeah. some nervousness which absolutely didn't have to to come into play. We should have perhaps played more in the manner that we did in the first half and continue to, to attack. Um, but I think that's to be expected because th these guys are low on morale, aren't they, ultimately? So there were some positive signs, but the biggest positive, and it's cliche, was, was ultimately the three points. And as Adrian Richard says there, to concur, three points is everything. So your performance rating, did you uh, a new match? Yeah, I, I, would, I would go, yeah. So for performance rating, I would uh, maybe six, you know, um, which might seem harsh because we've won, but I think there were certainly things we need to work on. Um, I think Neves as player of the match, I think, Yes, his favourite when he's got the, the ball at his feet and he's, he's squaring up Henderson, Henderson for the penalty. But let's not absolutely understand that that's a high-pressure situation. And he's shown so much leadership. You know, he showed it with a penalty. He showed it with his um, defensive play when he needs to. Um, and Neves, as he has done so much this season, is one of the players that, that is standing up to be counted. And he may be off soon, but he's not showing that. In terms of his performance, I tell you what, we cannot afford to be losing or selling the likes of Neves or whatever in January. If we do that, we're done. It, it was though, Dave, a great penalty for a centre half, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 
And it was interesting in the interview that the Wolves TV did afterwards when they were talking to him about the fact that he knows that if there's a penalty, he'd seem to take it. And he decides before the match um, which side he's going to take it. And he practices it all week in training uh, on which side. So there's no doubt when he's stepping up to take that penalty, which side he's going. He knows where he's going. He's practiced it all week and he finished it really, really well. And... Um, you know, it was it was that that was fantastic to see, and he does lead as a captain. But like, we can't sell Neves. I mean, I mean, and I saw something else, Barcelona in again for him. It's not if we sell him in any key player in January, we, we're really going to be putting ourselves into even more of a mess. Uh, what did you think? Just quickly, we're not talked about him. What have you your thoughts before we get on to spin the wheel? Uh, Bubakar Traore. What are your thoughts on him? If I start off on, on that one then, Jace, yeah, I mean, we from what we've seen on him, he looks a different type of midfielder, doesn't he, ultimately, which I think is what we need. You know, we've got similar midfielders in terms of the technical ability, but he seems more robust, he's a little bit old school, seems more, you know, a, a combative sort of ball winner in there. So I think there's there's a player in there. Although I thought Matinho had a good game, I would have been tempted to, to have brought him in for this game because... How he's doing it, and it's probably because Matinho is such a brilliant professional. You know, you do feel that he's not going to play every game. You know, at this stage of his career, so I'm excited. I think there's a there's a there's a talent, and there's a the, the looks from what we've seen to be a player or get about the pitch and offer us something different. I I agree. Yeah, he uh, he's clearly a talent, and obviously very very highly rated. Um, you know, I personally want to see a midfielder. Like Hoop said, we've got, we have got a similar type of midfield and we have done for a long time. I know he says about Nevers and Matinho, it was almost like the Sorcerer and the Apprentice that Matinho was passing on his on his tools to, to Neves. But I personally wanted to see a midfielder who breaks forward. Hopefully that will be Traore's game. Um, but the early signs are positive. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm quite impressed with him. He presses really well, doesn't he? Right, we're going to get on to the, to the, the dreaded spin the wheel, see what you're going to get. Hoops, this is a regular feature if you're enjoying it. We, we, we're going to put some more questions in. Can you see the wheel? It's loading. There we go. Well, I'm going to spin it, yeah. see, see what we're going to get with this one. We've done this one, so that's spinning again. Um, I don't know if you've done this one, Jason, have you before? But so we're going to go with, if, if you've got three dinner guests, dead or alive, yeah. who would they be? Oh, flipping heck, Dave. How long have we got? Well, we've <laughs> got three. I know you probably know lots of things, but it can be dead or alive. Not the spin me around like a record baby, baby, spin me around. Not that one. Uh, dead or alive, oh. who would you have as your dinner guests? That is that is really really tough, Dave. I'm going to let Hoops go first. You would keep passing the book to Hoops. Go on. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I'm, I'm fair like that, Dave. I'm fair. <laughs> okay, you can't steal any mine then. Um, okay, well, in terms of people that I'm interested in, yeah, um, I would sit down for dinner with someone like Louis Farouk. Really fascinating oh, guy. Right choice. Yeah, yeah. Good you know, know, really all these documentaries. Yeah, really intelligent guy. I think he'll have some good stories. Um I think 
purely to discuss her films. Margot Robbie would would be nice to to have on the other side of the uh, the dinner table. Yeah, she would, mate. <laughs> um, and then I don't know if the guys um, listening or know, but I'm a big fan of Kirby Enthusiasm and Larry David. If you've not right. watched him, he's a, he's a great comedian. So I personally find him so. Bit of an eclectic mix there. So Larry David for, for the jokes, Louis Frew for the stories, and and Margot Robbie for for perhaps obvious reasons as well. That's a brilliant answer. That's a brilliant. We've got Albert Einstein, Sean Connery, and John Linden from Chris Humphries. Sean Waltz <laughs> has gone with George Best, Freddie Mercury, and Lee Mack. Murph Bennett, the Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman, and Finn's mom. <laughs> Uh, Carl Whitehouse, Lord Sugar, Bill Gates, and his late dad. Uh, there's some really good ones there. Mike Bailey, Stan Cullis, and uh, Waggy. Over to you. You've had time to think this through now. Yeah, mine would be Eddie Izzard, uh, Howard from the Halifax, and Postman Pat. Not really. <laughs> Three I'd have. Oh, I'm going to make it quick, Dave, because I know you're pressed for time. I'd have Billy Wright, Stan Cullis, and Bill Slater, and I'll get them all on the Wolf Whistle podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's it, Jason. And you recently did your 100th edition with uh, with Bully, didn't you? Which was a great edition as well. That was good fun. We had a little sing-song at the end as well. It's the first one I've ever done unscripted. So I just went to his house. We sat in his bar, Bar 306, as it's happily called. And I didn't have anything with me at all. I done it all from memory. Um, and yeah, it went really well. And I'm interviewing Jeff Thomas tomorrow night uh, for the 101st edition. So Jeff Thomas is on tomorrow night and I'm going to launch that on Friday. That's absolutely brilliant, mate, because Jeff's, uh, Jeff's had uh, chronic myeloid le- leukaemia yes, and, right. and came through it the same as me. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and he's he's passionate. Um, for He does a lot for leukaemia care and he does, uh, he's, he's a bit of a cyclist as well, isn't he? He's done quite a yes, lot. On so th- th- that's one, obviously, you'll be really interested to listen to, uh, Dave. And so I was at the q Great and player and as well. Oh, yeah. great player. Great yeah, player. Great player. Um, I was at the Cure Leukemia Football Tournament last Friday as well, Dave. I know how important it is to you. So, you know, it was great to support that. No, absolutely. How did you get on? Anyway, Dave. Put it this way. I went in. Oh, I don't know why, but you said, what are going to call your team? So I had a couple of ex-Wolves players there. So we called it the Wolves All-Stars. So the statistics, uh, played four, lost four, scored one. And that wasn't even me. Uh, it was Sam Bagley who scored, and we 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 had seventeen against. So it's actually we're actually worse than uh, the 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 real Wolves team. You draft me into that next year, mate. I'll be up. We're going to have to, and then we'll concede sixteen. Yeah, one less. You know, you'll score a few <laughs> more goals. So I'll play my five. Exactly, five. exactly. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for coming on, Hoops. Have you enjoyed your debut? No, look, it's good, Dave. I, you know, I spoke to you, didn't I? And, you know, I, I know, Jason, we've spoken before on sort of podcast platforms. And ultimately, you know, there's room for any, anyone to talk walls. So I'm always yeah. happy to have a natter. I think what you both do is, is great. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll speak soon. And, um, yeah, all the best. Thanks for coming on. And let's hope we get another six to four points in the next few games and uh, we might know a bit more about the uh, the new manager as well but thanks for your contributions much appreciated away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So that's, that's Jason and uh, Hoops, which is brilliant. And finally, we're bringing on for the last batch tonight, we've got the terrible trio... Uh, Chris from Wolf Life wearing an iconic uh, top. We got Jack, that's uh, and Josh who are also obviously regulars to the show. Chris, just before we uh, we crack on to talking about the managers and and everything, just uh, again as like uh, you, you know your company helps power the show. Just want to just give an update on the. Um, on the, the life insurance and what people can do to get involved and get quotes. Yes, yeah, so all you got to do, guys, is in the link below, you just got to give us your num- name, number, email address. We'll be, I'll be almost certainly going to be me in contact with you. Um, I'll give you a life insurance quote and that will get you entered for the uh, draw for the, for the shirt. Um, now, the one, the one thing I will say, we insure our phones. We insure our animals. Quite. A lot of people forget to insure uh, yourselves and your loved ones as well. And it's really more important than ever in this environment at the moment that you have protection for your family. Yeah. And, you know, Wolf Life is a local company, Bilston-based. They're giving away a free wool shirt and a drawer as well. And you can get a quote and they will give you the best prices around. And you know yeah. you're dealing with local people, Wolves fans yeah. as well. Um, so go and get Fill in the form below. It takes just a 30 seconds, and then Chris will be in touch to talk to you about how he can help you. Ain't that right, Chris? Absolutely right, yeah. It's all, all types of protection, and even including mortgages, um, which I think is probably a hot topic at the moment. Um, never been so busy. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, we're here to help everybody. That's what we're here to do. So. Absolutely. And, um, Carl, what is that question? How are you feeling? Because you've had COVID. Yeah, I had COVID. Oh my god, my throat was red raw for about for nearly a week. I could I could barely speak for about five days. And Dave, you know me, and anybody who knows me may not be able to speak. He's quite a rarity. Um, so it was. I, I didn't really have two minutes. I was quite tired, but the throat was the main symptom. I had, but I'm absolutely fine now. So fighting fit now. Fantastic. And now we're going to talk to bring on and talk to Jack and Josh. So. Just quite, just quickly, a, a show of hands before we uh, we get it. So, if you're uh, a Nuno in person, put your hand up. Mm. If you're a Nuno open, do that. Yeah, and if you're a Nuno out person, that's what you need to do. So that's Jack. So we've got Josh and Chris that are in the middle, and we've got Jackies. Uh-uh. Mm-mm, no, 
So um, let's go to Jack first and uh, explain to us. You heard how passionate um, Jason was on what he had to say about the reasons for coming in. And you've seen quite a few people in the chat are down with it as well. Why not, mate? Why not? It just stinks of laziness. <clears throat> it, I, 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 I've said before, Large had to go. Bruno Large had to go. The timing was right. Lopetegui would have been a fantastic appointment, so I've got no issue with them making him the number one target and going all in for him. No problems. But you can't sit there and tell me that once Lopetegui turns us down, the next best option is the bloke they sacked 18 months ago. You're having a laugh. That That is ridiculous. There are managers out there that will do a better job than Nuno would do. Now, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying Nuno was crap for Wolves. He was fantastic. Those four years were brilliant. Okay, but they decided 18 months ago he wasn't the man to take us forward. Now, I can't see anything that's changed in those 18 months that mean all of a sudden, oh, he's the right guy again now. I, I just don't see it. And I, and I don't think that the situation now is, is, is the same as he can just pick up where he left off. You know, Cody's not there anymore. Sace isn't there anymore. Dendonka, Bolly, Jota's gone. Doherty's gone. Patricio's gone. Oh, Ruddy, there's half a new team there. You know, whether his backroom staff can come with him or we have to get new people in. We're in we're in a, a different situation. When he came in, we we're in the championship. The expectation was can we push the playoffs? Can we maybe even get promoted? Now we look like we're in a fight just to stay in the league. You know, he's never kind of been in that situation with us before. So I'll get people saying he's familiarity. Oh, actually, Jack, you can actually say yes, he has been in that situation before because the year he got us to 13th, we were struggling. And he yeah, managed we were, to we were never, never close to going down that year, were we? We were never close to going down that year. We was we were, the closest we were about ten points from from safety because you, you can Sheffield United and West Brom were atrocious. You can yeah. say that you're not close to going down this year either. We've only played ten games, and if we went, we're only like uh, how many points are we off like mid table sort of situation to situation? So it's still early, isn't it? I'm going to come points. back to you on all those points, Jack, which is very very good points, and I love the fact that you're putting. Let's bring Josh in. You've heard what Jack's got to say and you've heard what Jason's got yeah. to say. What are your views on it? I'm in the middle, but in probably the grand scheme of things, I am probably more on the side of no. Um, I say what I've taken into the factory is if, take away that he was at us and he was just at a Premier League club, would you take him with the record he had at that Premier League club? Yes, you probably would. But like Jack said, it does just seem lazy from the board and the recruitment team on going back to someone like who we sacked 18 months ago. Let's be honest, it felt like it did much as the good work he did. It felt like it run its course with the way we were playing, the way the players were playing. Yeah. Is it one of those, like people have been saying, will he come back? Will he completely ruin all the right things he did and all the good things he did when he was at the club before? So I am probably more towards the no, but there is just still that thing in my head where if he wasn't at us and he was another Premier League club, would you take him as an option? Yeah, you probably would, but because the amount of other options being mentioned at the moment, there aren't many. Are there really? Let's be honest. <clears throat> well, this is kind of like what Chris Humphries is saying here. Stop saying no to Nuna without giving a credible alternative. And Jack, I am going to come back to you on the credible alternative very shortly. But let's, Chris, um, obviously you've heard Jack, you've heard Jason, you've heard a lot of the guys talking today, you know, and in, you've seen the people in the chat as well. Obviously, you're on the fence. What, which way do you lean? 
I've got to be honest, I'm kind of with Josh in so much as I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, but it does feel like a backward step and, and a, a bit of a smacks of desperation when we're going for a guy who we all love. Let's not beat around the bush. We all love him, but the last season wasn't great, was it? And like Josh just said, he felt a lot the right time for him to move on. And quite frankly, he didn't really have a very good time at Spurs. How many games was he there? Um, and I know a few Spurs fans and they weren't disappointed when he was moved on from Spurs. Um, like I say, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but I, I, I do wonder whether this um, Gallardo from Argentina, is it? Yeah, um, he's one that's been coming into the into the frame. Has he, yeah. has he just been sacked from River Plate or something? I or just so, yeah. company from River Plate? Or he's, or he's leaving in December, yeah. Now, I'm going to just say say this on Nuno, right? Like, I think there's some unfinished business there. I do get what Jack says, and I do get... I'm kind of like that as well, kind of in the middle. If he came back, would I get behind him? Yeah. Too right, I would. Would the most of the fan base... Too right, they would. Is the one play? Is the one manager out there that really gets Wolves that can understands the fan base, understands the club, understands Wolverhampton, that can bring back the pack mentality. He's probably the one that could do that. It would be risky. Yeah, he went to Spurs, and it was never going to work out for him at Spurs. It was it was never going to work out for him at Spurs. So, if it did happen then would he spoil his legacy if it all went per per se yeah. at the moment he's walked away and he's he's got that admiration from all the fans if he comes he back and it goes per shaped he ruins that yeah. the other argument is what he had to deal with before he went he was trying to get players in he had the ambition did the did the board back him when he needed it because of the pandemic he was you know, he was given a, a bad set of cards. He still got us to uh, 13th. The football wasn't great. We've got to admit that. But I think we all expected that he was going to be the manager at the, the start of the next season. And with the fans coming back, he would get us going again. Previously, don't forget, two seventh place finishes um, and um, a quarter final of the Europa League. And within one minute of going to the final of the FA Cup, although I do blame Nuno for the decisions he made in the semi-final. I think um, he was too negative. Had he been a bit braver, we'd have, we'd have got through. Um, but, like, that's where I'm at, if it happens. Dan. But, Jack, you talked about, quite rightly, saying, do you go, do you go back to your, net, to your ex? And it, it's max of a joke. And, you know, sometimes there's a phrase, you sometimes you need to take one step back to take two steps forward. But let, what are your credible alternatives, Jack? Well, uh, people like Andre Villas-Boas, we've mentioned before, haven't we? Ticked so many boxes on different levels. My only thing with that would be the fact that he's out of work now and Wolves would be absolute lunatics not to have spoken to him by this point. The fact that he's not in place suggests that either he's blown them off or they weren't convinced, whatever. So that's probably not going to happen. I look at someone like Brendan Rodgers. I know he's got a bit of an ego at but he's probably likely to leave Leicester very, very soon. I think he's a very good manager. I think he can work with the squad that we've got. I think the football he played when he was at Swansea particularly was exactly what we're trying to look for as a fan base, I think, try, trying to be sort of a team that 
But if he's not making against... it work at Leicester, what right now? What do you, what makes you think you're going to make it work at Wolves? Yeah, but 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 is only not working at Leicester in the last two three months? He won the FA Cup with them. He won the Community Shield. He's got them into Europe in three of his years or, or something like that. It's the same with Lopetegui. You know, Lopetegui's been sacked by Seville, but you don't take away the fact that the previous three years he was fantastic for them. You know, I think Brendan Rodgers has done a good job for Leicester. Now, it's not working at the minute, absolutely, and that's probably why you'll leave, but that doesn't mean that overall he's done a bad job for them. And I think if we're looking at what we want from Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club, we want to be a team that is up there with the best of the rest. We can give the big six a bloody nose from time to time. And then when we're playing the likes of Nottingham Forest, uh, Brentford, Fulham, all those teams, we can go out there and we can dominate possession. We can create chances. I think someone like Brendan Rodgers would be able to do that for us. Yeah. And, and I think the issue that people always say with Brendan Rodgers, he's, he's got this ego and, and players fall out with him eventually. But if you look at modern football now, managers don't last five, six, seven years. That's more like an exception. I think we're looking at someone now to come in for 18 months, to have the rest of this season, stabilise the things, turn the momentum around, get us moving forward, have a look in the summer, invest again, look at the squad and go again next year, try and get into that top half, trying to push for Europe. And then the summer after that, you have a look again and you say, actually, this ain't the right guy for us, we're going to change. Or actually, he's done a really good job and we think he can progress us further, so we're going to back him again and again. I just don't think we need to be looking at someone and thinking, are they going to be the manager in four or five years' time? I just don't think that happens now. I think we've got to look short to medium term and go, can someone come in there and have an impact this season, get us away from that bottom three and get us excited and enjoying the football again? And then can they take that momentum forward next year and improve us again? And I think someone like Brendan Rodgers is probably going to be able to do that. And then if, if you need to move him on in 18 months' time, you do it. Is there anyone else that you would think? What about you, Josh? What are your, thought, uh, and your thoughts on the uh, as well on the Michael Beale situation? Um, I think that one's just he's got it's not the experience that you need. Is he? He's only what managed 15 games of championship football. Um, he'd be the same sort of appointment as um, we did with Bruno, had a good season. I know he'd had a long, longer run of games as a manager, but as a number two going into management, 15 games, he had a good start at QPR by the sounds of things. But I think for us right now, I think it'd be too much of a risk. I mean, the one for me would have been Newland Lopetegui. I said right from the off, but that's not going to happen now. Um, <clears throat> but I think that Mo- Michael Beale's a bit too much of a risk at the moment for, well, for where we are. But let's be honest, we're, as Jason says, as it stands at the moment, especially the way we played the weekend against Forest, who were down with us as well. We're in re- relegation form, relegation position. We need to be digging out results and getting the right results before we can kick on and look forward. Well, uh, let's go back to Jack. He talked about the. Um, he talked about like get someone in that can really um, do something with us this season and get us into the top half. Let's just look at the table as it stands right now. Wolves <coughs> are on nine points. You you just look up the table here. Mid table hmm. is Fulham on twelve points. You know that, and we're you know we've had a terrible start to the team. We're only. Three points off Fulham. Yeah. We're only actually yeah. five points off seventh. Okay, Brighton and Liverpool have got games in hand, but you look at Brentford in, in ninth. They're only four points ahead of us. So, like, yeah. if we get four points, or what, or we do, you know, even better this week, we get four to six points. We could be mid-table by the end of the week, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't think it's like we're not desperate. 
you know, we're not sort of 10 points adrift by any means. But I don't think anyone could sit here and honestly and say that they're enjoying watching us this season. We feel very sort of dull and boring and limited. And I just think the new manager coming in has to kind of arrest that slide. Because if you if you think about the two wins that we've had, Southampton and Nottingham Forest, Southampton missed an open goal, didn't they? And Nottingham Forest missed a penalty. Yeah. So and it's very fine margin. Saved, yeah. So but it's very, very fine margins, isn't it? We've not really dominated a game and blown a team yeah. away. So we we're sitting here on nine points. We could easily have thirteen, fourteen, we could easily be sat on four or five. So And it's not going to take much to kind of get us moving up that table, which is why I'm saying someone to come in now and have that instant impact is going to be really important for us. You know, I, I do think we could still easily finish in the top half, but we've got to get this appointment right. It's going to be and like it, two seasons, isn't it, really? This, this up to the, the World Cup break, I still think that bottom, well, probably say bottom two up to seventh is probably going to be about a five or six point margin come the World Cup break still. It'd be like well, two, and then once it comes to January and it kicks all back on again, you'll see it start to spread. Yeah. And uh, if you look at as well, from what I understand, Wolves have, are having a training camp in Dubai uh, during the World Cup as well. Obviously, there'll be players that are away, but they have got a training camp in Dubai. So they, they need the new manager, whoever it is, in place because if they're going to have a training camp in Dubai, they need the, whoever's going to take them forward when, as soon as we come to Boxing Day after Christmas taking them forward. Chris, your thoughts on the game yesterday, your man of the match performance rate in a moment of the day? So, I mean, you know, everybody's saying, oh yeah, Forest were a bit rubbish and you got to beat the team who's in front of you and I thought we were, apart from the last 20 minutes, we were quite a bit better than Forest, quite frankly. We did give the ball away a lot. Um, I, th- I thought, you know, I'd say overall sort of six and a half to seven, performance. I thought Traore was great. I thought Aitnori, hey, Nori, I thought he was fantastic. I love the way Costa was organising and, and uh, helping the y- younger players, um, you know, d- just sort of telling them what to do and, and him, him winding up the goalie was, was good. Um, which, you know, he, he's only going to get better, Costa. But um, I would say man of the, my man of the match was Aitnori, hey, although I thought Neves was great as well. And, and somebody said earlier, Neves is the leader on the pitch that we need and he stepped up and he's he's been the man we need him to be. And like you said, Dave, we cannot sell him. We cannot can't sell Neves. Can't sell Neves that, in, that'd in be absolutely catastrophic. You know, that, that's, I think we give up. That's a sign of intent, isn't it? It's like, oh, we're going to sell our best player. What? Why on earth would you do that? He's bad enough when we sell Jota, but you can kind of understand that but I, I thought Troy Ori was good. I, I want whoever comes in, I want them to get get the best out of the attacking players we've got. And I do like the fact that the current the, the caretakers they're playing some of the younger players, they're giving them a chance and they're doing all right. I thought Hodge, I love Hodge, they kick that player up in the air. Um, <laughs> I think everyone did when we saw that, didn't we? <laughs> was that your moment of the day? Um, moment of the day would, would was, was the penalty save. I, I thought that was fantastic. You know, two penalties, that's three points that uh, Jose Sar has got us. It doesn't get any better. Um, but I, I jumped out when we scored, it was like, Yes, come on. But when we when he saved the penalty, I was out of the chair shouting. And we, we actually had we, th- we cheered three times, we cheered when we got given a VAR decision. <laughs> we cheered, we did, we cheered when Neves scored. 
Yeah. And then we, when Saw saved that penalty, the whole of the, what from the, the South Bank, you see the thing going, every, well, the whole yeah. ground, it was as good as a goal. We had three, three lots of cheers. It was, um, it was, it was, it was nice to celebrate something, even if one of them was a VAR decision. Yeah. I mean, in the whole of last season, we only got one penalty, didn't we, Jack? One, one penalty. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. yeah. So, Jack, your uh, performance rating, man of the match, and uh, moment of the day. Before uh, I'll probably go a seven. I mean, I, before the game, it was never we were never going to absolutely annihilate them. It was always going to be a scrap. It was always going to be two teams low on confidence, low on belief. It was always going to be one nil either way, wasn't it? Uh, I, I thought actually, I thought it was a lot better than what we've seen, particularly when you compare it to to West Ham and Chelsea. I thought we were miles better in terms of work effort, work ethic, effort, commitment, passion. So that was really good. Uh, man of the match. I'd, I agree with Ait Nuri. I thought he was really, really good. I thought Traore was good. No one's mentioned Pedence yet. I thought Pedence was really, really good. Yeah, holding, very holding good the ball under pressure. Hard. Yeah, yeah, and he worked. And I mean, he collapsed to his knees at full time, didn't he? I think he was just he worked, given everything Someone's for the team. Someone just said uh, actually here, if I can just find it again. Um, let's see if I can find that moment of the day. Was Pedence rolling on the floor, <laughs> winning? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he I mean, have everything. I love Pedent, so he always gives everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what we want to see, isn't it? I mean, if you if you ask all the Wolves fans, what do you want to see from your team? You want to see him give everything. Yeah. You know, we we don't mind when we lose because we're kind of almost used to it being Wolves fans, aren't we? But we we don't want to see teams just give up, or we don't want to roll over and make it easy for teams. So when we see players giving it everything, that's absolutely what we want. I think just on the Costa thing, I think we we talk about the bit with the goalkeeper, which was really good and. But actually, I think that was really important because the crowd had just started to dip. Yeah. And I think with his experience, I think he spotted that and he thought, I've got to get this crowd back chanting and cheering. And, and he did. And that's exactly what he did. And I think that's kind of his experience coming to the fore, isn't it? And him Smart going, player. how can I get the crowd back on our side, get them up again? And I'll have a go at this goalkeeper because the fans don't like him anyway. He's been time wasting since, since we kicked off. I'm going to get him here and I'm going to get the crowd back on our side. And I think that was absolutely brilliant we all see it as a bit of a joke and a bit of you know whatever but that, it was really really important he's an intelligent point. football cup player Costa he is, is in so, yeah, so is. so many ways so, you so know right. in the way he puts himself about the way you know i can't wait for him to get his first goal that's going to be absolutely magical um what did you is that your moment of the day then uh i think the, just the final whistle I think just just to get those three points, just yeah, the relief and, and just the feeling of because we, we all said before the game we just need to win. Not winning that game was kind of unthinkable. You, you just I didn't just even want to come want back it. to a point here from yeah. uh, Carl Whitehouse. No pundit has mentioned the Joe Watts tackle. We've mentioned it lots of times tonight. Mm. Um, maybe he means on match of the day. <laughs> maybe on match of the day, but we've mentioned it uh, three or four times that about and talked about it. Um, yes, yeah, some, absolutely. Some great points, uh, Josh. For you, performance rating, man of the match, and moment of the day. Um, rating was a seven. Um, man of the match for me, probably Adama. I thought he played apart from the odd stray cross that went looping over everybody. I thought he gave us an outlet, and everything was coming down that right hand side at one point. Yeah. It was pulling two or three over, and I thought Johnny and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nunes were making smart runs inside to pull him off. And yeah. it worked a few times and he, he had the space to run at him. 
Um, so for me, it's got to have been Adama. And then moments of the day, it's got to be the save. Got to be a ah. save penalty save for me. It was special, wasn't it? Um, quick fire round, quick fire round here before we get on to spin the wheel to finish off on. Um, how many points are we getting from, um, we'll go with you, Chris, from um, Palace and Leicester? Palace and Leicester. I'm going to say a point against Palace and three points against Leicester. Jack? Uh, I, I, I think three. I think we'll beat Leicester. Josh? I'm going to say four as well, but knowing how hard it is when we go to Palace away every time, yeah. I'm still going to stick with four. I'd like us to get four, but Palace is going to be a toughie on Tuesday. Uh, will Costa start? Will Costa and Matinho start mm. on Tuesday, Chris? I, I think, I hope so. I don't know about Matinho. I, I really want Costa to start because he's the type of player you need against a big, strong team like Palace. You know, you need, we need his edge, his, his physicality. I think without his physicality, I think we might struggle up front against Palace because they are a big, strong team. Uh, Matinho, you know, I'm not sure he'll start, to be honest. But I'd like Costa to start. And Jack? Uh, yeah, I think Costa needs to start. And I think that, that link-up between Adama and Costa is kind of really yeah. developing. I think the more we can get them on the pitch together, the better. Matinho, I'm kind of torn because I think his experience is important to us, but also his legs are sort of starting to to sort of catch up with him a little bit. And I think these kind of midweek games are probably the ideal time to sort of say to him, have a rest and, and bring Bubakar in. And because I think Crystal Palace are a very physical, very athletic team, and I think if you can kind of match them in that aspect of it, and then you can kind of use your footballers then to try and win you the game if you can. Yeah. When you play a Crystal Palace team, you've got to kind of match them for for effort and energy, and then you can let your football take over. So I think it's probably a, a good time to to play Bubakar from the start. Good point. Uh, yourself, Josh. I want to agree with Jack on that one. I think you start Traore and Costa instead of uh, Moutinho. So where uh, Costa's got to start because he leads the line. He may not get the ball as often as um, other players, but managing that front line, telling the players around him what to do, linking the play. He's important to us at the moment, so I think he starts and uh, Matinho off off the bench at some point to to actually try and just seal it. I, I agree as well. I think um, Costa and I think Bubakar Traore could be just uh, he, he is he's very athletic, closes down, wins the ball. I think he he could think. I think Matinho probably come on at some point. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. Such, I think Samedo might get a start as mm. well for um, probably for Johnny Otto as well for sort of similar similar sort of reason and you might see um that your pedence might be not starting because he like you say depending on how he's recovered you might get the likes of Geddes that starts uh against uh palace but i think triore again like you say uh adama has got to start as well so let's get on to the uh close the show with the uh the spin the wheel for you guys um because it's been another epic show. that The, the producer's going to be happy. It's gone over two hours. We've had so many people uh, on again tonight, which is brilliant because people love it and they love to hear your opinions. And we've got one last spin the wheel. And I'm going to spin it. Has any of you had, had the superpower one before? No. Okay. 
So, if you had a superpower, and we're going to go with Chris first, as uh, as it, as you, your company helps power the show. Yeah. If you had a superpower, Chris, what would it be and why? Um, well, I'm going to uh, lean on my son's knowledge of superheroes. Um, my son's 11. And he would say the Flash, super speed. Yeah. Because uh, you can travel in time. So, which is quite useful, as well as being able to be fast. And, you know, I, I'd go for that. Anybody knows anything about the Flash? He's um, very fast. Doesn't he play for us on the right side of the attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 the Flash is marginally faster than Triora. Um, he doesn't cross the ball as well, though, um, which is unfortunate. Um, but no, I'd go super, super speed, like the Flash, and I'd uh, play on the opposite wing to Triora. Fantastic. My old age. But you'd have an end product. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Jack, your superpower and why? Probably like Hawkeye super accuracy, because then you could put me in the middle and get Traore and Chris down the wings. I wouldn't miss anything, would I? So you know, I'd be I'd be ahead of Harland, wouldn't I, in the scoring chart? So you'd be able to get top bins every time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Josh. Um. So mine would be a bit like a Captain America sort of thing. So a bit like an engine. So a bit of bit of speed, bit of strength. All rounder. Bit of an all rounder. So you're being greedy and you want everything. <laughs> yeah, give me that super soldier serum that he has. That'll do. As long as he doesn't go wrong like the Hulk. I'd like to be able to time travel. Um, you know, that Flash. would be really cool. The Flash can time travel. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I'll just go for the time travel. Time travel would be uh, would be great to be able to go and back in history or forward and see the lottery numbers and stuff like that. And uh <laughs> All those sort of things, but that would be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, guys, listen, um, thanks to everyone that's uh, been involved in the the uh, all our pundits today. We've had so many on, we've had like so many people watching across Facebook, Twitter, and of course, here on YouTube. If you're watching it or watching it back on YouTube, we've now up to 29,909 subscribers. So if you're, if you're not a subscriber and you're watching right now, Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, get us close to that 30,000. And the same if you're watching it back. Please leave your thoughts in the comment section below. And if you enjoy having these guys on, please smash a like on the video. It does let YouTube know that you enjoy it. Uh, as Gaz says, um, and TJ says, everyone hit a like on the video. Loads of people saying, great show. Uh, Denensky's go back to the FA Cup semi final and spike the fluids past yeah. the relaxative. So, like <laughs> that one. Um, Batman as manager. Um, it's just it's just great to see everyone getting involved. Uh, and, of course, don't forget, you can listen to this back on the podcast. It will be available and up on um, Tuesday morning if you're listening to this, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Please leave us a comment on that. And, uh, you know, uh, the match preview will be out as well on uh, Monday evening. And let's hope we get some points and some joy against Palace. I will not be going to Palace, um, sadly. Uh, Jack, are you going? Not this time, no. Josh, no. are you going? Not on a Tuesday night, unfortunately. Not to Chris, say are you going? I That's don't know it. anyone that is actually going to Palace, no. um, to be honest, um, because it's whoever decided to put Wolves again. I mean, how many London Anderson. trips have we got? I think, how many London teams are there in the Premier League? Six or seven? Or seven, I think. Seven, and we've had four of them away this month. And four of them away this month. It's crazy. And Crystal Palace is a hard... 
to get there at the best of times and quarter past eight kickoff. However, the good news is, uh, for one night only, I am bringing back the watch along. So um, that's always good. We can talk in the game. You can put the TV on. We can chat with me. That's always very popular. So the watch along will be on. I'm hoping to try and get someone as a half-time guest and you'll be able to guess the half-time snack as well. So that will be back. For Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you ever so much for joining in. I uh, really hope you've enjoyed it. And um, until the next one from myself, Chris, Josh, and Jack, who's already gone by the looks of it. <laughs> always Wolves. See you guys. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you're still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.